Hey there, you are listening into Extra Healthy-ish, the big sister podcast to Healthy-ish. Both of these potties are from Body and Soul, but this one in particular, we have designed to give you that little bit extra in your day for your mind, body and soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Now, January is the best time or one of the best times. Well, it is to me and I hope it is to you to really get in there, get in your mind, reset your thoughts, your body, your soul, you know, that's what we're all about on Healthish Mind, Body and Soul. Anyway, the most important thing also to do is set, lock in, plan your next wellness vacation. So my guest today is going to talk about the whole boom, the trend in wellness vacays and how you can book the best one for you. Catherine Droger is my name. She joins me via Zoom. She's the founder of welltraveler.com.au and chair of the Global Wellness Institute's Wellness Tourism Initiative. Catherine, lovely to have you on Extra healthy Great to be here, Felicity. Thanks. Now, I have to ask you, how are you planning on staying extra healthy in 2023? It is my number one priority this year. Um, even though I walk and talk it with all my work that I do, I found 2022, like many people, a really tough year. Um, it was just so hectic and the pace was so intense that for me, um, I'm sort of putting those rituals in every day um, into my life. And my and everyone's wellness rituals are different, but for me, um, probably my top three are water. So I really am focused on trying to drink more of it, but also to get in it more often, whether it's swimming, um, kayaking, snorkeling, anything in the water is a bit of a ritual for me. Um, better sleep, so trying to get off my devices and um, sleeping a bit more. Meditation, I love meditating and so really trying to make that more of my ritual. And a bit of pamper this year, a bit more massage. And oh, a I bit like more that. Active. You know, we, we all need that. So that's kind of, you know, I'm scheduling it, which I know sounds weird, but I think we have to, if we want to prioritise our own well-being, sometimes I believe we need to, you know, we schedule a lot of other things in our life, um, you know, whether it's work or family commitments. So this year I'm scheduling my well-being to no, make sure that I don't... No, I think that's that important because... You know, many people listen to this podcast and, and me included would say, oh, I value, you know, one of my values in life is health and well-being. We, we schedule everything else that we value, work or, you know, catching up with friends. So where, where's the well-being bit? I'm with you. Exactly. So, and also that can help if you get a bit of a wellness accountability buddy for 2023. So that's one thing that, you know, we, t- we were talking about um, with some of my friends, but also with some of the people in the industry that we feel that you can find someone that can keep you a little bit accountable for your wellness and your well-being intentions for the year. Even if they send you a little text message or just remind and check in, it always helps you to kind of keep yourself front and centre to fill your cup. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let's talk about wellness travel. For those who didn't listen to Healthy-ish, what does wellness travel encompass and what does this term actually mean? Sure. So there is a, a definition by the Global Wellness Institute that says that wellness travel is um, anything, any travel that intentionally focuses on that you do, that you take that focuses on improving your mental, physical or social well-being. So basically you're taking a trip and you're intentionally wanting your trip outcome to help your mental, physical or social well-being in some way. And there are two types of travel. 
You can have a primary wellness trip, which is really about I'm just going for my wellness and I'm going to do an immersive retreat and it's all about well-being. Um, and that's about 15% of all wellness trips in Australia. And then there's the secondary wellness trip, which is I'm going on a holiday and I want to add some wellness to it because I really want to look after myself. I just don't want to eat like crazy and tick and flick bucket list experiences. I want to really stay present and add some well-being. And so that's about 85% of wellness travel trips are people doing that. And I'm thinking when you say that, for me, it's trips without my kids. I know that sounds awful and I love trips with my kids, but I think, oh, my gosh, I'm going to tap into wellness. I need to leave my kids at home. But anyway, I love my kids. <laughs> you know what I mean. I get it. <laughs> now, talk to us about how it's evolved because, you know, both you and I have been in this industry for a while, or different industries, same same theme, um, for a while. And I feel like, you know, back when – I launched Women's Health many, many years ago, it was all about spas. I've got to go to a spa. Yeah. I've got to have a massage. You know, I've got to do this. And talk to us how how it how it's evolved over the years and, and what it means today. Absolutely. And I think that stems from, you know, the traditions of spa, you know, many, many years ago as a link to wellbeing rituals in Europe and in different destinations um, and in Asia as well. So, that spa experience was what people thought was their switch off and their and their wellness time, and it still is. It's still a really big part of wellness travel, but it grew so much more as we looked at our need states and what we were looking for. And we do a lot of research in this space, and the number one thing that people are looking for in wellness is actually a connection to nature. So that's the evolution of how the wellness kind of sector grew. Mm. It was like consumer consumers demanding. Um, more experiences that are, you know, connected to nature and food as much as spa. And those are the sort of pillars that then grew that wellness segment um, significantly and really beyond just a physical wellness, but I think a mental wellness as well. Yeah, I think that's one thing, you know, I found even on through this podcast and also talking to my friends. I mean, it, we now book a trip to feel good, don't we? We want to. We want to come home. You know, we'd often go on trips and think, "Oh, I'm going to go shopping in New York and spend a fortune." And you go back and you come home and you think, "Oh my goodness, my credit card is out of control." <laughs> Whereas, I want to return on from holidays feeling rested and and feeling good and and something perhaps transformed and something has changed in my life. And and I think that that whole notion of transformation is a really big thing when it comes to wellness travel as well. Massively, massively. And, you know, when we created welltraveler.com.au, the website, that was really where we started with was how do we want people to feel as a result of their trips? And so we actually created the site by feeling states so that you can search by, you know, do I want to heal? Do I want to create? Do I need to connect more? Is it about unplugging and breathing and pampering? So that people shifted it from just an activity-based kind of trip to really a feeling-based outcome. And I think you're spot on with that concept of transformation. It's a big word and people always are like, oh, what's a transformational travel experience? But transformational travel is really when you set out on a trip with an intention that you want to shift something 
but you don't know what it is. And that's okay. You just feel like there's something in your life that you might want to change. And through the journey of travel and especially wellness travel, something shifts and you return a little bit different. Yeah, I like that. What are people searching for primarily on your website? If you're searching for in healing or renewal, whatever it may be, what are some of the key things that people well, are seeking? Really, it's so interesting to see that, Felicity, because we are so, we're all so different. And so what I'm noticing is that, um, you know, there is no one size fits all with wellness travel. You know, we have um, beautiful fossicking walks where you can um, you can do some mindful forest bathing walks um, around rivers. People are really loving that. Um, anything with bathing, minerals and bathing and hot hot springs is is really being looked at but then we have cow cuddling on the website and that's popular and I'm not sure if you've done that Felicity. Uh, No (laughs) I haven't tell me about it. (laughs) Well I haven't either actually but it's on my list but you know it's around you go and you hang out with cows and you brush them and you hang out with them like you would do with like an equine horse therapy experience but with cows Um, and a beautiful you know so that's kind of novel and different but I think if I was to say to look at the trends of what people are looking for. It's nature, it's a bit of pampering, um, it's good food, um, and also some Indigenous experiences where you return to ancient traditions, especially with Aboriginal culture and stuff. There's some wellness in that as well that we have that's really beautiful on the site. Yeah, and I think there is that's really an evolving space in Australia, isn't it, that just connecting to nature, learning more about the Indigenous culture and immersing yourself in, in that experience. There are some amazing, amazing um, Indigenous operators out there that are connecting people to country and culture and history, but also to the well-being benefits of um, the Aboriginal culture and also the food. Uh, it's really cool. So I would say it's a very emerging space that's growing. We'll be back after this short break with more from Catherine. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts. Sometimes I feel like there are so many options out there. I mean, even, you know, during this podcast, I'm thinking, yes, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. Do you have any tips for booking trips? Like, like there's almost too many on my bucket list. So what I do, because, you know, what I one thing I do is I recommend that you do it when you're not really desperate and exhausted because I feel like if you don't plan a little bit some of these trips, you know, you get to that point where then you, you're mentally too fatigued to do it. So New Year is a beautiful time to kind of set wellness intentions, to kind of put some holidays, some wellness snacking, put a couple of holidays in for maybe a two-day break or something like that. You don't have to go for six weeks, you know, and most of us don't have that time anymore. So what that's the first bit. Um, look at wh- how you want to feel. So start to think about what is it that I want. Um, and I would also look at um, some, there's lots of great deals. You know, people love a deal. And so looking at, you know, we try to value add a few goodies onto the wellness world traveler experiences, some essential oils, an unplugged bag for your mobile so that you can put your mobile away when you're traveling. And these sorts of bundling and packaging makes it easy for people to kind of pick something. What are your tips on what will be big this year in wellness travel, both 
nationally and internationally? So a couple of things for me. One is sustainability. Like I know it's not the driving factor of what you pick when you go on a holiday. Like I'm wanting a sustainable holiday, but it really helps as people start to look at the operators out there, the ones that are making a difference with to local communities or to um, the environment. They're they're ones that people are looking at. But what I think is big this year is um, family wellness. So, oh, you know, you, you mentioned you mentioned before leaving the kids at home, totally relate to that. And those solo journeys have always been popular in wellness. But, you know, there's actually this kind of family trip of wellness is something that's starting to emerge more. Um, I think as destinations, um, I see some of, uh, I think Australia is really underrepresented or we were voted as the number one wellness tourism destination that. in the world, which is pretty cool. And that was by industry leaders. So, the industry leaders in wellness travel around the world are like, Australia's got some really cool stuff, so let's really embrace it. And I think, you know, whether that's coastal or mountain, and one of those things that I do see is really popular is, you know, still bathing. So the the concept of bathing and wellness is pretty awesome, and we have some amazing hot springs and mineral springs all over Australia, and so I encourage people to check out what's nearby them. What's the best wellness trip you've been on? In your life, you got to pick one. Oh, that is ridiculous <laughs> question. That's mean. No, That's just okay, like a two. mean question. Okay, so can I do two? I'll do a solo one okay. and then a family one because that's probably like a it. good thing. So um, I feel like my most amazing wellness trip was one that I did in Kenya um, where it was a, you know, I didn't, I ran a half marathon and that was very wellnessy because wow. I didn't know, how, I didn't know how to run. So I felt like there was this, you know, raising money for some disadvantaged kids over there. And I just decided to do that and go and run a half marathon, which was quite transformational in terms of how it changed me as a person. Um, so that was huge, but you don't have to run a half marathon to do wellness travel. Um, another one that I loved was last year um, in the Adelaide Hills. So I took my family to an event called the Wellness Wonder Weekend. It t- takes place in April um, every year in the Adelaide Hills and there's about 70 different wellness events on that weekend and we just curated our own wellness travel experience um, based on what they had and it was such a fun thing to do as a family from, um, you know, fruit picking to adventure walks to, you know, nature and wildlife experiences and awesome food. So that was a pretty cool one that's, oh, I like that we those. did. That sounds wonderful. Catherine, lovely to chat to you today. Thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. Thank you so much. What's the best wellness vacation that you've been on? Well, I've got a few places that I love. There's a place in Thailand called Kamalaya. Yes, big shout out to them. That is glorious. It's a beautiful place to visit. Now I'm almost putting myself on the spot. I can't think of where else. Anyway, I'll get back to you on that one. If you do want more, Catherine's website is called welltraveler.com.au. If you want more from us, well, another great website, bodyandsoul.com.au. You can join the conversation via Body and Soul on Instagram, Facebook or TikTok. Thank you for listening to us. I hope it has inspired your next holiday. Go on, book it in. I give you permission. Uh, It would also be great if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast or share it with a friend. And until next time, Melissa, Hopefully tomorrow, stay extra healthy-ish.
this doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winder? <laughs> <laughs> Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. <laughs> Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Oh,